Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. On Friday night this last week, I had the privilege to attend a benefit banquet for the local North Lake County Fellowship of Christian Athletes, usually referred to as FCA, our parish supports the monthly student athletes and coaches in our in our area. The speaker was one of the best wide receivers in Florida State University history, Kesman Corby, playing for Coach Bobby Bowden in the early 1990s. He was terrific as a speaker as he shared his story of success and then also of failure and how he came to faith in Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And in his talk he said You always play to win. Nobody plays to come in second place. And that's true. That stood out to me. Any athlete, or really any occupation, really hopes to lead their field. Practice, study, read, and prepare so that you can be the best at whatever you do. So, when it doesn't happen, when you don't win, it's hard. It's frustrating. Defeat is no fun. We don't hope for failure. It stinks. You can feel defeat emotionally and physically. It's often hard to move on from defeat. Just watch the players who lose a championship game or an Olympic star who fails miserably on the final event. A failed presidential run often ruins a political career. Losing one's job is devastating. A midlife crisis can be a realization that you haven't fulfilled your hopes and dreams. When people face defeat and letdowns, their faces tell it all, their gestures, their mannerisms, everything about them spells defeat. And our gospel reading today tells the story of two disciples. Now, Cleopas was the one, the other one is not named, and they were walking to this village called Emmaus. It was about seven miles west of Jerusalem, and they were with the apostles when the women reported to them that Jesus had risen, and yet they were downcast. They declared, we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. They had hoped for a political revolt against Rome, the occupiers of the land. They were looking for a king, one that would reestablish the glory days of King David so many centuries before. That didn't happen. They were sad. They were defeated, deflated. Their walk of sadness was actually on Easter Sunday. Luke says this is still the same day when the women went to the tomb and then told the others what they heard and saw. Not just the missing body, but the angel saying that Jesus is alive, and yet Cleopas and his companion can't see past the empty tomb, which is no sign of victory to them. They felt the sorrows of defeat. The information they had suggested failure. Then the risen Lord Jesus himself began to walk with them, Though they did not recognize him, he began to dissect the scriptures, starting with Moses and all the prophets, telling them the things about himself and all of the the scriptures. Imagine this, the best Bible study ever, (laughs) with Jesus right there. And after a while, it was getting late. 
They begged him to stay with them, and he did, and he ate with them. And the scriptures tell us this. He took the bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. And it was in that moment their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. You know, sometimes in life we just don't understand the whole story. We get pieces of it. Understand things in, in certain ways. Sometimes our assumptions lead us to create a, a false narrative or a false reality. And all of these uncertainties can mix up the truth of the, of the whole story that we get just so confused. A great illustration of this is the news of the outcome of the Battle of Waterloo and how it was communicated to England way back in 1815. You see, the message was sent by writer and then by ship across the English Channel. They didn't have field reporters and all of that live on the scene back then. And then by semaphore, signals from ship to shore. And the message they were sending from the ship to the shore had four words, but only the first two were communicated because a heavy fog descended suddenly in the area. What got through was only spelled out by each letter as it was signaled, Wellington defeated. And that's all the relay of the Tower of Winchester's Cathedral saw, and all he could do was pass on the sad news. And England lived in disappointment for 24 hours. Wellington defeated. And then the fog lifted and the whole message could be completed. The two missing words hidden by the fog were the enemy. The whole truth was Wellington defeated the enemy. The whole message changed the entire attitude of England from defeat within 24 hours to the celebration of victory. You know, life can be like that. We can be walking our journey, or walk to Emmaus, if you will, with only half the truth. With assumptions that we start to believe as truth. And all the more in this age that we live in, the age of information and technology, information is all around us, at our fingertips, in our pockets, in our purses, our phones are beckoning us to keep up with information, not just of the day, but of the hour, of the minute. They'll even send us little notifications all the time if we wanted to. We can have a dozen expert opinions on all the happenings in our world. We don't lack for information. We might lack for wisdom sometimes, but we certainly don't lack for information. And in all the challenges and uncertainties in life, we can confuse what we understand to be the things of God, too. We can question our theology and beliefs because of tragedy. Our sickness can produce doubt. The challenges of family, our jobs, our finances, our circumstances can cause us to question the very goodness of God. And if we stay in these times of doubt and dryness, if we give harbor to pain and loneliness, holding on to unforgiveness and misery, we can become bitter and angry and even mad at God. We might even hold on to poor misunderstandings about God's Word because of the emotions that we have. How can the God of the Old Testament be the same God as the New Testament? We can move away from the ancient theology of the church. How can a loving God allow this to happen in my life? Some of us have been there. Maybe all of us have been there at one time or another. 
perhaps even more than once. The energy for these things of God dissipates. Going to church becomes a struggle. We just want to be left alone. We certainly don't want to talk about the goodness of God. And probably sometimes the last thing we want to do is come to church and hear hymns and sermons about how God cares for our needs. It's tough. And that's where the disciples were last week in our reading. Last week. While we celebrate Easter with festivities, the disciples celebrated the first Easter in fear behind locked doors, cowering because they didn't know what was going to happen. Our reading today mentions the two disciples walking to Emmaus, feeling defeated, frustrated, and sad. There's good news. And it's this. Broken hearts can burn again. In last week's narrative, Christ met with them where they were at and gave them peace. In this week's gospel, Christ meets up with them, walks with them. When the time was right, their eyes were opened when Jesus broke the bread and blessed them. Good news of Jesus is that broken hearts can burn once again in love with Jesus Christ. As the psalmist writes in Psalm 147, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. I don't know what you carried in here today. I don't know what pain rests in your heart. I don't know what crisis you are dealing with. do know is that Jesus can walk with you on that road. I do know that Jesus wants to reveal himself to you in the breaking of bread. I do know that Jesus wants to heal you, restore you, strengthen you, and give you hope and peace. Today, just as our gospel reading said, when he was at the table with Blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Today, you are invited to the table of the Lord Jesus. When we come up to receive the bread and wine of the altar, bring your pain. Hearts burn once more for Jesus.